Good day and welcome to The Middle Podcast, a digital ministry of Living Word Church in Oak Harbor, Washington. My name is Jim Nelson, and as I said earlier in this week, in episode one of the new season, I'm going to limit myself to just eight minutes an episode. We're going to take a message from the previous Sunday. We'll explore other stories in Scripture that are relevant to the topic. Some of those we may know, some may be brand new discoveries for us, but all with the goal of diving back into the Scripture and renewing their significance in our lives today. It's still the week following the church in Thyatira, so we're going to stick with that city. Last episode was kind of a downer. Let's be honest with ourselves, and it's not the most joyful. I get it. I admit it. Anytime we mention Jezebel in a biblical context, you have to kind of know what's coming, right? It's not going to be rosy. It's not going to be great. It'll be real, but not that rosy. So, This episode, quite honestly, I couldn't wait to get to this episode. I get to introduce you to another woman from Thyatira, and her name is Lydia. Her name is filled with hope, it's filled with encouragement, filled with inspiration for all of us, and our bond with the Word of God. So if you're ready, let's get started. Her story comes to us from Acts 16. First off, this chapter is captivating. If you kind of scroll through the headings, you'll see Paul on his second missionary journey, And if you read through the missionary journeys of Paul, he has a consistent and specific approach to a new city. Most times, he would enter the city and find the Jewish centers first, maybe a synagogue or to a prayer house. And it kind of makes sense, right? Why not begin the movement of Christ in a community where the people might already be at least somewhat familiar with some of the Old Testament stories or some of the stories of the prophets or those ancient promises of God to their people, and maybe even have a little bit of language of quote-unquote church life to begin with, that's, that's a great place to start, right? Well, in Philippi, Paul doesn't find a synagogue, so he goes looking for those prayer centers and ends up at a river where a woman's prayer group is meeting, and, and there, along the water, and I got to emphasize that, along the water, Paul joins a group and meets Lydia. So here's our first clue that God is about to do something significant in Philippi. A woman at a source of water. This is where our awareness of Scripture and diving back into Scripture and how God has worked in the past really comes in handy. We read of a man of God approaching a woman at a water source, often a well, but this time a river. Something incredible is about ready to go down. So just as a quick diversion, let's see some examples of this in Scripture. Many of them are from early in the Bible, the book of Genesis. Abraham sends a servant back to his home area to find a wife for Isaac. The servant runs across Rebekah at a well. Jacob, and oh yeah, a great love story. Do you believe in love at first sight? Jacob does. So if you do, this is a great story for you. Jacob and Rachel meet at a well in Genesis 29. Moses meets his wife, Zipporah in Exodus 2, also at a water source. So we could say an overall theme of new beginnings might be kind of emerging when these kind of circumstances happen in the biblical picture. And it's not just romantic. Here's a a couple more of God's special visits at water sources. Hagar, who is Sarah's servant, and as a child with Abraham, is told in Genesis 16. The boy's name is Ishmael. But later in the story, Abraham and Sarah banish, they have their own son, and they banish Ishmael and his mom Hagar from the family, and they're left to fend for themselves in the desert. It looks hopeless, and as she runs out of water in her little canteen, God shows up. Where? 
at a well. And finally, of course, is a well-known story in the New Testament of Jesus meeting the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well. We talked a lot on that story this past summer, so I won't dive into that. But with all that, maybe we should expect some sort of new beginnings or a revelation of some sort at this water source. And I might ask the question to myself, what are some of my water sources and wells today? But back to our story. Paul meet Lydia. Lydia, this is Paul. The introductions are done. Lydia is one of my favorite characters in the New Testament. She's a go-getter. She's a fashion mogul. Think of Vera Wang or Donatella Versace. That kind of woman. She deals in purple fabrics, the best, the most expensive fabrics, and reserved for the highest classes in the society. Lydia moved with the elites in the city of Philippi and was most likely very well known. But she's originally from Thyatira. Remember last week, Drew taught us that Thyatira was known for its purple dyes and fabrics. So she's kind of an importer-exporter gal, too. She's taken her small business out of Thyatira, bought a bigger building in the thriving ancient Greek city of Philippi, and settled there. Luke, who's the author of this story, describes Lydia as a God-fearer. So that takes a little bit more of explaining, but it's so important to us today. We'll get really basic and just say at that time there were really two distinct religious views. On the one hand, we had the Jews, one God, covenants, community, religious worship built around devotion and purity. And on the other side was the pagans, many gods, one for everything that you can think of. Worship for sure, but often their worship was very self-indulgent. So that's kind of the two sides. But what about the people in the middle of all that? There are some Jews that were sympathetic to Judaism, You may recall Cornelius, the centurion, earlier in the book of Acts. They maybe followed some of the rituals. They were interested in some of the teachings. They learned some of the religious language, sound familiar. Lydia was one of those folks. She had a heart for God and was eager for God, but really not knowing the way to God. So up walks Paul. Paul came along for Lydia. He told the story of Jesus, and that was all she needed. The kindling was stacked. The Kingsford lighter fluid had been sprayed all over it, and Lydia just needed the spark. Lydia hears the story, and she's ready. The Lord opened her heart, and she accepted what Paul was saying. She hears it and just, I'm in. I love it. Let's go. She's predisposed to this reality. As a result, her whole household is baptized, and she invites Paul and Barnabas to stay in her home. I think the lesson for us today is out there in our lives are many more Lydia's. They are ready. They may not know it, but they are ready. They are people who have maybe never been in church before, but there also may be people who have spent time in church and maybe have left the church or just occasional churchgoers. Think of this opportunity. They know a little of the story. They know some of the practices of of following Christ, like prayer, communion, and the gathering. In other words, Their kindling has been stacked and is ready to be lit through genuine relationship and discipleship in the Jesus story. With my final 30 seconds, I'll ask these two questions surrounding and just in the story of Lydia. What are those sources of water in my life where, like Paul, I can just show up? And then secondly, who are the Lydias around me ready for someone to show up and speak the story of Jesus into their just waiting for a spark lives. I'm hopeful we are those people. Thank you for listening and join us again early next week for eight more minutes on the Middle Podcast.